The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope brought to you by Enzymedica with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Hello, and welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, Autism One, A Conversation of Hope, for Tuesday, November 30th. I'm Terry Aranga with my guest, Dr. Corin Allen. Dr. Allen is a recognized healthcare researcher and lecturer for on her practical approach to health regarding natural and alternative methods of stimulating permanent changes in the brain. She does this for issues like attention deficit disorder, autism, Asperger's, dyslexia, learning disabilities, academic and behavioral issues, and acute and chronic brain injuries. After receiving her doctorate in nutrition, Dr. Allen went on to more training in neurokinesiology and brain stimulation techniques to help her daughter, who was brain injured from oxygen deprivation, and for her other child, who had Asperger's. Dr. Allen has developed a brain program that facilitates the connection of neurological pathways that are injured, damaged, missing, or not working properly. Through the Advanced Learning and Development Institute, individuals can participate in Dr. Allen's brain camps and home programs. Today we'll talk about that, and before that, the pivotal role of glutathione in the body and its crucial role in autism. Welcome, Dr. Allen. Thank you, Terry. It's good to be here. Thank you. Dr. Allen, I like to start out by asking guests, what is autism? Um, That is a great question. And in my practice and in the research that I've done, um, there's the environmental factors and there's the genetic factors. But uh, one of the clear things that research says is that oxidative stress is one of the dominant factors in the autism spectrum. And there's two biomarkers that I um, see coming forward, and one of them has to do with the biomarker of how they, what's their status with glutathione and what's their status with the metallothionine, which is also helps with the antioxidant or the oxidation in the cells. And there's many different um, things that result from this and result from the damage that comes when these things are low. And, you know, a lot of people know these. We're, they're more vulnerable to toxic metals, viruses, and environmental insults. And, um, but oxidative stress has extensive harmful effects on the brain's development and the methylation. That's a big key here. The sulfur chemistry, the GI tract, the protein digestion, the immune function. And we see this in pretty much the autism spectrum with these kind of issues showing up. Okay, so you've mentioned deficiencies, metabolic issues, oxidative stress, 
And do these things lead into, for example, the GI issues that you were talking about? And do all of these things have their root in a particular insult or deficit? I think that research gives us some interesting ideas on that. Uh, For example, the gut issues. Um, Where do they come from? Are they born with that or do they have some insult? Well, there's enough research to indicate that if they are exposed to mercury, whether in utero, through the mom, or after, maybe through vaccines or some other way, um, that there is a issue that can happen in the gut with the digestion of um, glutens, for example, and, for example, those with um, the casein. And so there's, there's actually a free radical that can develop because of the opening of the doorway, if you will, which could be um, the mercury, or it could be some kind of other assault to the brain. Okay, I think we've, we, we need to backtrack and define some terms for our listeners and then figure out how we got from point A to point B. So let's, let's please give some definitions. Free radicals, oxidative stress, let's start with this. Good point. Um, we hear this everywhere. We hear this juice, this pill, this and that is going to be an antioxidant. But what does that really mean? Um, we hear vitamin E, CoQ10, um, all these things are antioxidants. But what, what causes the oxidation? Well, oxidation is a chemical reaction that's um, allowing transfer of electrons from a substance to another substance. But it'll take place, for example, in just cellular breathing. And when you breathe, you have what's left over is a oxidant, and it has to be eaten up. For example, if you take an antioxidant such as vitamin E, glutathione, or whatever, um, the only antioxidant that doesn't need to take care of what's left over, which we call an afterburn, is glutathione. But antioxidants are these that can grab that free molecule that's there and that comes, Terry, from chemicals, from thinking. Can you imagine that? If you're stressed and upset, it will cause these free radicals to develop in the body. It will come from exposure to toxic metals like mercury and lead, uranium. It will come from chemicals. It will come from pesticides in our food or in our environment. It will come from um, drugs or uh, any number of things in our world. And so we we are constantly needing something that's going to grab that free molecule and make it safe for the body because if it's not deactivated or eaten up or somehow neutralized, it can cause DNA damage, it can cause cellular damage, it can cause a whole plethora of diseases, and it is, uh, in the research, related to one of the main causes of autism. Okay. So you mentioned... Uh, fetus in utero and mercury exposure, and then you mentioned problems with the gut. How did we get from point A to point B? What pathways were involved? What mechanisms? Um, research has done some interesting connections. Uh, they have found that the T3 in the mother in the utero, if she's exposed to mercury, she can have a problem in her T3, which is related to autism. 
What's a T3? Uh, the thyroid uh, hormone, just to make it as basic as can be. And um, so when that is uh, resulting low levels in the mother, it gets it can be low in the child, which can then transfer to problems in the child. And so if we have uh, the mother being low, let's say in her antioxidants, or she's eating a lot of foods that have chemicals, she's exposed to radiation, she's exposed to a lot of stress. So we're getting a lot of these um, factors in the body that are creating a lot of stress and a, la- a lot of uh, oxidation or a lot of free radicals. Well, let's say that she's low in glutathione. Then the glutathione is going to be insufficient for the baby because if the mom doesn't have it, the baby can't have it. So one of the pathways that researchers feel is very significant from getting to this, let's say, gut problems and whatever, is through the blood-brain barrier. Now, how does the blood-brain barrier um, affect all this? Well, if the mother, again, is low in glutathione, she can have a penetration by chemicals, mercury, um, an injury, an assault that lowers her blood-brain barrier. And then the baby, if the mom doesn't have a blood-brain barrier problem, the baby can then have it if there's an assault. Let's say there's a stressful delivery. Let's say there was a vacuum or, or there was a forceps or there was a, uh, later on or at birth, the vaccines. These can all cause injury in the blood-brain barrier. And the blood-brain barrier is very, very important in all brain functions, but particularly autism, because once that has reduction in its ability, and that's the blood vessels in the central nervous system that protect it from viruses, bacteria, chemicals, toxic metals, stress, you name it. And once that is injured or opened up, then the child becomes this open door for oxidative stress, which is what's relating then to all the breakdown in all the other parts of the body. Sometimes, um, for example, chiropractors will say that a birthing injury can predispose the child to, the baby to vaccine injury, and that would seem congruent with what you just said, Dr. Allen, because that's a stressor that stressed uh, the blood-brain barrier, I guess, maybe something to do with the spinal canal. Yes, absolutely. It's it's documented in research that uh, when you have an incident, and it can be from the mother, or it can be directly to the baby, or it can be both, and it opens that blood-brain barrier. And research tells us the only thing, the only thing that shuts it back up and seals it back up is the introduction of the right glutathione into the brain. Okay, so we need to backtrack again a little bit. We didn't really define in general what glutathione is, and what kind do we commonly mean when we talk about this? Reduced, oxidized? Great question. Um, glutathione is a, um, it's made by the body, and particularly it's made in the liver, and it's circulated throughout the bloodstream, and it occurs naturally if everything's correct and feeding it properly in all the cells in the body. It's the most prevalent nutrient in the body, it's the most important and powerful antioxidant. It's actually 5,000 times stronger than any other antioxidant. And it is the most, or needing to be the most, if you're healthy, it will be the most, and if you're not, it needs to be, 
the most predominant predominant antioxidant. And what happens with glutathione is that normally until age 20, you have 100% levels of glutathione. But if there's an injury, and this is happening in our autistic population, it's happening in the moms that are having the autistics, it's happening in all these kids that are on the spectrum in, in whatever degree, there's some kind of an assault that they are not getting enough glutathione or they have the blood-brain barrier open, so they have like an, uh, a never-ending need for more glutathione than the average person would. And so every 10 years, you lose about 8 to 12%. But our kids are losing it, so they're only 5, 10, or 15% glutathione per research in the, in the very young ones. And, you know, glutathione is such an important nutrient that there's over 90,000 scientific research um, articles done on it. And it seems to be one of the things that... Um, people in nutrition, people in health, have only recently been getting a hold of. And one of the reasons is because the glutathione, if you went out and just bought a glutathione, it doesn't cross the stomach barrier. It, it gets digested, and so it goes nowhere. If you have an IV, the molecules are too big. You get it for the moment. You get some of it. You get some effects, but it really can't get deep into the cell. Um, if you have transdermal, you get some effect. But again, you've got the molecules not getting in. So they have found that the best way we've, we've used in our practice, reduced glutathione, we've, which is different chemistry of the ability to get it into the cell, trying to make it more um, into the original chemical structure. But what researchers have come up with in the last 10 years, um, doing clinical studies, doing studies in their practice, doing research journal um, documentation, that it needs to be something that can cross the stomach barrier so it doesn't digest, and it needs to be something that is the precursors. So they have found the NAC, they found cysteine, they found um, lipoic acid, but recently they found even some better ways to do that. And so those are some of the ways that the body can now, you just give that glutathione, not as glutathione, but as an enhancer of the glutathione so the liver can make its own glutathione, which is nature's way. And once it gets into the, the liver, it will send it everywhere, including the brain. Okay, very good. And we'll pick up with talking more about glutathione and what happened to the kids and how to bring them back when we come back to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to AutismHopeAlliance.org. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? 
Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with Dr. Corrine Allen of the Advanced Learning and Development Institute, and we've been talking about glutathione. Dr. Allen, I, I wanted to um, have a point of clarification. In the last segment, you were talking about the blood-brain barrier of the moms at one point, and I wondered how that factored into the equation. Well, um, let me explain. The the mothers, um, if they have a compromised, significantly compromised blood-brain barrier, then the oxidation that's going on in them could be horrific. In other words, that relates in practicality to toxins in their blood and in their system. And if they're sucking in or allowing in chemicals and they're eating food that's with pesticides and chemicals, and by the way, wheat products are loaded and all grains loaded with mercury. So they could be getting toxic metals like mercury and chemicals into their own body, and these can cross the placenta and get into the baby. And it's, it's been found that um, moms, um, not, not just moms, but any of us, they've actually found that just stress. We think, well, how can I? I'm pretty healthy. Okay, they found in Israel that the um, soldiers were going to protect themselves from the chemical and the biological weapons. And normally it would never get into the blood-brain barrier, but they found that this drug was getting through the blood-brain barrier, so they... Uh, figured out that they had damage from all the stress of the wartime. And so if the moms are, let's say, just under stress, and they're eating a normal American chemical-loaded diet, they can have a plethora of chemicals. And then remember that the glutathione reduces after age 20. So let's say they had 100% and they were maybe in their 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s, they're going to have maybe 30% less, if they were optimal, less uh, glutathione in their system. So their protection goes way down. So this is a big factor in um, the genetics of the children 
one child after another getting autism in the same family, and also the mother can have a lot to do with the protection of her um, baby in the womb. Now, some of my friends comment, and I've said it before, that their moms um, were, you know, drinking martinis, smoking cigarettes with a mouthful of amalgams um, when they were pregnant, yet our generation didn't turn out to have autism. There wasn't an autism epidemic. What happened to the kids of the last few decades? Great question. And to answer that, we need to look at what in the world has happened in the last years. I look at when I started my brain center seven years ago, after 20 years of research to develop the things that we're using, the CDC, Center for Disease Control, had a one in 125 or 100, no, it was 150, that was in the autism spectrum. Now, today, the CDC says it's one in 100, and the military says it's one in 75. So what happened? Well, we look at what's happened in our world. You look around and see... Um, kids are walking around with cell phones. We're all walking around with cell phones. We have computers everywhere in the house. Pe- people have TV in every room. So the oxidative stress, the amount of free radicals getting into the environment. And then we have the whole plethora. I mean, mercury is in everything. Every product that's antibacterial, it's in our laundry detergents, it's in our cosmetics, it's in our our, our soaps, it's in our... It's everywhere in our environment, so we have an increase in this. And so we're seeing that because of probably mostly the environment, because this is, this is a big factor. We look at why, but it's not just in the U.S., it's worldwide. And you'll see this everywhere around the world. They're all walking with their um, you know, cell phones and, and much more technology, and so we're just less protected. We're eating more fast foods. We're me- eating more chemicals. And it's just breaking down. In my opinion, it's breaking down the blood-brain barrier because that's what God gave us to protect our brains and to protect our systems. And this is flu shot season. Yes. (laughs) And there's, uh, you know, mercury and flu shot. Oh, my goodness, yes. About 125% more than is safe. What comes first in a child's life, glutathione deficiency or mercury poisoning? I think that science is pretty clear because if you take two children who have the same exposures, let's take what we just said, the mom had a mouthful of mercury, you know, fillings, um, but she wasn't eating the, I, I mean, the high amounts of mercury in our food just wasn't there, or the other poisons and chemicals. So it's, it's got to be the glutathione deficiency. And then comes the other factors because all of these things are putting a, um, a squash on the glutathione and interrupting the glutathione and taking glutathione. And it's just incredible to me that all this research has been done for, man, 20, 30 years on glutathione. And it's only now that people are really waking up to how important it is in their lives and how, how much we need this number one nutrient in our body. And it's because it's the first line of defense. But I'm, I'm wondering for, let's use an example. Um, so, you know, most flu shots have mercury, but back in the day, um, say in the last decade or what have you, when kids were getting 
uh, hepatitis B vaccines on their first day of life, mm-hmm. is it possible that that is what went in in so many children and depleted glutathione to a point that started a vicious cycle? I believe there's a real case that can be made for that. Um, people say, okay, vaccines, okay, so the genetic factor. I have uh, three children, and my daughter with Asperger's was never, none of my children were ever vaccinated yet. We had residues of vaccines that we had to clear in her, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I was loaded with them. And so there had to be a genetic factor of her getting those because she never came close to a vaccine. So... Um, there has to be some kind of, whether it's opening up in the generations, their glutathione, uh, depleting it, opening up their blood-brain barriers, and then they have children now, and uh, so these children just don't have any defense. And so when the vaccines come, there are such low levels of glutathione in the mom, and the blood, I, I believe it has to be with the blood-brain barrier because if you have a strong and intact blood-brain barrier, you can detoxify these metals, and they don't just do what they, they don't do the damage. Okay. okay. Now, again, with blood-brain barrier, are you talking about also that, that toxins get into the brains of the mother? Absolutely. Okay. And vaccines can be genotoxic, no, or some of the uh, ingredients in them? Um, well, we know that the, they have formaldehydes, they have aluminum, they have cloned parts. So, you know, the case has been made that if they take out all the thimerosal or the mercury, which I don't believe they're doing because I'm still seeing it in my kids that I work with, um, that would we have a, a relief from the incidence of autism and would it be going away? I don't think so because the vaccines themselves are so loaded with all kinds of poisons. Good point. Very good point. So glutathione is known to be critical for detoxifying poisons like chemicals and heavy metals in the body, including mercury. Um, And we've talked about the role of free radicals and oxidative stress and how a deficiency in glutathione relates to autism. But how does glutathione assist the immune system and block viruses? Um, again, it blocks viruses. We'll just take what science says. If your blood-brain barrier is intact, the viruses can't get to the brain, so there's a block. But it has to have enough glutathione to do that. Now, in the system, um, research shows us that glutathione will help detoxify, grab, enhance the cell's ability to fight themselves. You know, you can think of it on a very practical level. If you take a vitamin C, everybody knows about vitamin C because it's been so widely talked about. Vitamin C, what's the first thing you do with a cold? If you're going to do something naturally, you're going to go for vitamin C because it's an antioxidant. It goes after the viruses. Well, this is similar to the glutathione. It's the protection in the immune system that keeps the inflammation, runny nose, um, the, um, you know, inflammation in the nasal passages, inflammation in the head, inflammation in the lungs. It keeps it from um, being inflamed 
that's what it does. It puts out the fires. It stops the inflammation. So when you have that going on, you're going to see a greater impact um, by giving it the glutathione in the viruses and in the natural defenses because it's right there to detoxify. It grabs any waste. And, of course, when we have colds or flus, we have waste and we have toxins. And so the glutathione has the ability to grab that. And another thing that we know is in you can take almost every degenerative disease on the planet and, and, and especially brain diseases. You can find a research article on the factor of glutathione having to be significant in that, meaning they have low glutathione. So it's, it's a very strong factor in helping the virus issue. Okay, so there's, it sounds like from what you're saying, Dr. Allen, as if there's inflammation in autism, and if so, how did that occur? Well, again, um, Dr. Jill James in um, somewhere in the Midwest, uh, maybe Kentucky or somewhere, she's done some really good research and says that uh, pretty much all autistics have inflammation in the brain. Well, inflammation is coming from free radicals. And so we can go back to the lineage, okay? What causes free radicals? Free radicals come from radiation. They come from viruses, bacteria, stress, vaccines, toxic metals, chemicals, yada, yada. So we have all of that affecting. And so if you don't have a protection or something to put out this fire of the inflammation, which is glutathione, then you're going to have high, high inflammation. And we'll talk about what the negative impacts of neuroinflammation are when we come back from break to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Most chronic health problems are caused by the interaction between genetic susceptibility and environmental exposure. This was defined 10 years ago by the Centers for Disease Control. 
Join Dr. Robin Bernhoft for 21st Century Medicine. We will cover the whole spectrum of chronic illness and little-known medical treatments that are being used to make you healthier. 21st Century Medicine airs live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with Dr. Corrine Allen of the Advanced Learning and Development Institute. And we're picking up with asking what are the adverse effects of neuroinflammation in the brain? Terry, that is a fabulous question, and uh, we can relate to it when somebody gets a concussion or they've had a car accident or some head injury. The doctors will say, we've got to get the swelling down because if the swelling doesn't get down, in severe cases, they can die. But let's say we have a smaller incident of inflammation where it's a little more um, stealth. It, you're not seeing what's causing the inflammation, which could be, again, the breaking down of the blood-brain barrier, and the inflammation is going to be there. And so the impact is science tells us that it's going to be killing brain cells. And if you don't stop that inflammation, you will have less and less brain cells that are healthy and that are functioning, and it does kill them. So it is a critical factor to get that um, taken care of. So can you tie this into why glutathione is so important for brain injury and autism? Um, there, there are about six factors in the autistic that you can kind of take an arrow and put them right back to glutathione. Number one, they have high levels of toxins. And the heavy metals like mercury, lead, arsenic, and uranium, and then the chemicals they can get. So if their antioxidant defense is low, toxins are going to build up, and you'll have more toxins with less glutathione. So you've got to have the glutathione there to eat up the toxins. And then, um, and that's for all brain injuries, all across the border. Autistics and brain injured have impaired energy. Well, what does that mean? That means that... Um, the cell is going to convert food from the diet into cellular energy in what's called the little thing called the mitochondria. An easy way to remember it, it's your engine, it's your furnace. And that is damaged, it's not working right in the autistics and in all brain injured. And <clears throat> one of the things that really damages it is mercury. And so um, using glutathione can help to repair that center. Um, a third thing that's really important about brain injury and using glutathione is the high nitric oxide levels, and these are the first free radicals measured in children with autism. And what does this do? It relates to their B12. Interesting. In my practice, I found that by adding uh, this intracellular um, glutathione enhancement uh, supplement that we didn't need the B12 supplement, and it was helping in that pathway. And then the impaired nervous system because you're going to get more brain cells that are being killed because of the oxidative stress. And they found um, research to prove this for autistics. And then you have more tissue damage 
not just in the brain but in the body as well. That's why we have gut issues. And they found this um, through uh, research. And then, of course, we have the gluten and the casein, which is affected by inflammation because when these are eaten with uh, children or adults or anybody that has brain injury or autism, it has and um, produces high oxidative stress. And then this can actually cause a binding of receptors in the brain. So it's been very clear that the higher the stress in whatever brain injury or autism in the gut, in the brain, in the nutrition, in the toxicity of the, of the body, um, leading again to more oxidative stress, there is more need for antioxidant nutrients. And so all of these factors necessitate high levels of glutathione in the brain. And a very interesting um, factor is that <clears throat> what do we want to do with autism? We want to create new brain cells. We want to create new pathways. That's why we're doing all these therapies and we're doing everything. We're cleaning out the toxins, and then we want to get new brain cells. And so we do all kinds of therapy. But what science tells us is that if you don't have glutathione available at the moment when you are creating those new brain cells, they will not create. That was the most incredible discovery I made. We had been discovering that in our brain center when we put them through therapy, we do light, sound, motion, mini movement therapies that we would always have to give them more glutathione enhancer supplement. And it was like they were just eating it up. And then when I found that research, I knew why because they would get function so fast. The autistics would transform in their function so quickly in the 12-day in the program that we have. So it, it really began to concretely prove the scientific research that you've got to have more glutathione in all brain injuries to produce new brain cells. Wow. Now, at the beginning of this show, you were talking about different glutathione delivery systems, and you've you've alluded to something um, several times about what you use at your particular um, establishment, Advanced Learning and Development Institute. You keep referring to it as glutathione enhancer? Or yes. Okay. So what are you talking about there? Well, if you go to the store and you find a supplement, usually in the amino acid section, it'll say glutathione, and it'll cost about, you know, 20 bucks or so. These will never get past the gut. So there's a new technology that we're using um, that has been developed using a patented formula with a D-ribose and cysteine, and it's called the technology is called ribocysteine. And so it crosses the gut barrier, gets those precursors. You see, the cysteine is a part of this molecule, which is so critical for allowing the liver to create its own glutathione. As soon as you take that, or as soon as our subjects, our clients take it, it's immediately uh, available for on-demand, and they have it ready. And the body you mean is in the body. Supplied. Pardon? You mean in the body. It's ready on-demand yes. in the body. Okay. Mm-hmm, in the cells. So they're ready for, you know, using it for free radical scavenging. They're ready for more energy. They're ready for, you know, whatever they're needing at that moment. And it, it continues to work for hours. But when we're pushing them with therapies, they, they use it up very quickly. And one of the reasons, I'm, I'm sure, is because what science, we, what we just discussed, they're building so many new pathways. Okay. Now, what happens... Um, first of all, are there other protective nutrients besides glutathione? Um, I have 
a practice in nutrition and have, you know, of course, studied all the protective nutrients. And um, the the main thing that I find that people are are using now and that they're testing for is this kind of an, a, a glutathione with a ribocysteine in it. Because, yes, there are other protective nutrients, but, for example, vitamin C, CoQ10, these other juices and things that are on the market that are high in antioxidants, they have an afterburn. So you've got to then deal with those antioxidants that are produced in their process of breaking down. So I have found, Terry, that the number one thing, I don't need all those other ones anymore. I just give my brain clients and the people that are are brain injured that come to me, I just give them this glutathione enhancer, and they just do fabulous. They hardly need anything else. I do use a multiple. I do use minerals because we know that copper and zinc are out of balance in in the autistics, and we do need minerals, trace minerals, and I will definitely use minerals. And I will use a multiple vitamin, A, B, C, D, E, and have it there for the people uh, to access, access in their bodies. But um, generally, I don't need any other antioxidants. Okay. So if I were taking vitamins C, D, and E, but I myself didn't produce enough glutathione, how, what would happen to those antioxidant nutrients? And how do um, glutathione would, and other antioxidants would, work together? They would work, they would break down, as they do, and they would go after um, the um, free radicals, but in that process of quenching the fire, there's an afterburn. You can think of it as an afterglow. So there's however many molecules left of another free radical that has to be neutralized. So it's an inefficient way. It's better than nothing, but it's an inefficient way to get the job done because you're still going to be left with a little tiny root of inflammation, which is what free radicals give us. Okay, so if you're giving your child supplements, it sounds like your advice, and people should always check any anything that we say with their child's personal physician who does routine medical monitoring. Um, it sounds like what your opinion is, however, Dr. Allen, is that if you're giving your child supplements, you should make sure there's enough glutathione on board. Absolutely. That's the first number one protection, and I'm... I'm all for everything, but I know that these kids are sometimes hard to get things down. And I say, let's start at the top. If this is the number one nutrient in the body and in the brain, why aren't we starting there? Well, one more question before break, and that is, what if a child has a problem with sulfur stuff? Like, what if they have a CBS gene mutation and they have problems processing sulfur stuff? What do you do about giving them glutathione? I... I have had this question come up, and you know, I have never had a problem. And I, I, I believe it's the chemistry and the way this product has been put together energetically, but it seems to bypass that, and we just have not had the problem. And it, it, it's correcting something in the system. Okay. All right, more information when we come back from break at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel with Dr. Corrine Allen. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Are you finding fitness a chore? Is health and nutrition too time-consuming for you? It doesn't have to be like that at all. Tune in to Fit Fan for Fun, Lifestyle Fitness with your host, Shira Litwack. Every week, Shira and her guests will show you the fun side of fitness. We'll invite you to send topic suggestions and questions via email, as well as call into the program. You'll get sensible fitness and nutrition advice in a relaxed and fun program. You won't look at fitness as an enemy ever again. Fit Fan for Fun airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to AutismHopeAlliance.org. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866 472 5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with Dr. Kareen Allen of the Advanced Learning and Development Institute. And during the break, we were having an interesting uh, exchange about shoes and inhalers. Dr. Allen? Yes, this is something that just surprised me. When we were in our, doing our brain camps, we do 12-day brain intensive therapy and brain camps. Um, we found this, we had a little um, autistic kid or developmentally delayed, severely delayed child who uh, was wearing these little um, flickering shoes and so we had him take them off and not wear them during the program and um, we had pretty much detoxified almost all his mercury we couldn't get any more levels out of his brain and his body the last day he he threw a kissy fit and so his mom let him wear the shoes and before they walked out the door he had already been now testing again for more mercury i was shocked and then i found the research that these shoes have mercury in them and also rubber boots, which was, then I went and checked my rubber boots, which I use a lot on my ranch, and yes, they have mercury in the linings as well. And then uh, we had another gal who had aerotoxic syndrome, which is something that they get poisoned on airplanes, and she was a pilot, and she was using an inhaler, and she was loaded with mercury. And where are you getting this? And we found that the inhalers have mercury. They use them, too, as an antibacterial. 
and it's it's been quite uh, eye opener to see that these mercury sources are high fructose corn syrup. Most of your products in the market that have that are going to have mercury in them. The paints, moisturizers, and the big thing, and I I believe this is really related to why a lot of the gluten is uh, not tolerated, is because the wheat and the grain products have mercury in them. They spray mercury in the ground. They spray it in the in the um, granaries where they store them, and then. Terry products people use decongestants and cold and flu things and um, creams and toothpaste, soaps, um, any antibacteria, anything, room deodorizers, uh, and they're going to have mercury in them. So, uh, Dr. Allen, if you had a choice between uh, a soda with high fructose corn syrup or a diet soda with aspartame, which would you choose? Um, both are death to me. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that's a choice. It's between do you want to die with your head chopped off or do you want to die from poisoning? I mean, it's, you know, either way, it's a death road <laughs> to the cells. Let's talk about your daughters and how you've helped them. Can you share that with us? Sure. Um, I had a uh, my older daughter who was born in an upside-down position, extremely difficult birth for me. And I didn't think too much of it except the pain of it. And uh, she developed all these, uh, oh, my goodness, she was allergic to everything, the digestive problems, the horrible temper tantrums for hours, hours, hours on end. And people who have autistic kids who have this know what it's like. And we worked with all that, with all the tools that I had. And it wasn't until she was probably in her, oh, junior high years before I really uh, had developed the brain program that we currently have, but we did developmental work on her very early on, and um, that obviously had a big impact on her as long as well as the biological work that we did and all the detoxification. But today, she's cleared of that. We have been able to enhance the pathway she's taken the brain program and um, been able to establish even more connections in her brain and. Um, she's now a graphic artist on her own and um, just doing fabulous. Then I had a little one born after that, and she had um, severe oxygen deprivation at birth. I had all my babies at home, and thank God they were all okay and lived. And um, So we had already been doing the developmental therapy with the other kids, the two other kids, and so when she came along, I saw that we were going to need to be doing something, so we started right away. It's uh, creeping, crawling, and all the reflexes and, and movements that you do to help stimulate brain pathways. And um, she, we pretty much thought, okay, we've made some good progress here. And when she hit her teenage years, she just, oh, my goodness, she w- went into that stage where everything bothered her to eat. So her diet became very short and small. Uh, everything stressed her out. So we put her through our developed brain camp, the 12-day program. And um, she has made such incredible improvements. She's now in her third year of college. She takes 20 units in college, and it's like she says, Mom, I'm bored. I have free time. And I think, did we really? We really made some connections in her brain. But she's she's just doing fabulous. So it's been a very um, neat thing. So a lot of times we develop things and do things out of our own personal need, and we certainly did that. And then my husband was a forceps baby, and he had a lot of issues with anger, and a lot of men do. And so we found that putting him through the brain program and reconnecting a lot of new circuits made a huge difference for him. 
he's a new man. He likes himself better, and we like it better, too. Wow. Wow. Well done. Um, and in your, at the Advanced Learning and Development Institute, do you address epilepsy and epilepsy seizures? Absolutely. In fact, most of our, um, not just our autistics, but our brain injured have seizures. And of course, seizures is directly related to inflammation or it causes inflammation in the brain. And when that inflammation continues, it can cause more brain damage. And the research tells us very clearly that glutathione helps. Now, it's been interesting to watch in our study of these people when they come to the center. We get them. We've had um, ones with half a brain, um, many with just brain injury and the autistics, where they are over the top with seizures. They come there, and we may see one seizure the whole time. And they wow. go home, and they have almost no seizures. And many of them are able to stop many of their drugs. So cool. doing the reconnecting in the brain with all the therapies we do, we do about 15 therapies, and doing the high doses of the glutathione enhancer, we see tremendous changes in their seizures. Does that last when they go home? Yeah. Okay. Well done. Where can listeners look for more information? Okay, there's a toll-free number. They can call 866-812-7246 or 866-81-BRAIN, same number. Or we have a website. It's called brainadvance.org, and there's a lot of information on there about vaccines and um, glutathione and uh, essential oils. There's just a lot of things that tells what we do and, and a lot of things they can read and um, see more information. Well, Dr. Allen, thank you for telling us all about this vital ingredient to healing autism. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you and your audience. And to our listeners, next week, Kristen Selby-Gonzalez is back, joining me with our guest, Alex Doman, of the listening program. Don't forget to start checking out the Autism One website in the middle of December for details about the upcoming Autism One conference, Autism Recovery on a Budget, Empowering Parents. The website address is www.autismone.org. For questions about this program, please email me at taranga at autismone.org. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica, manufacturers of fine digestive enzymes to complement your therapeutic diet. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Medica would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga.